Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, CEO and owner of Close the Gate Hoops. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. What up, gatekeepers? Back at you with another episode of Off the Court. It's good to be back. Today, our topic is how to deal with injuries. And this is something that is actually very relevant to me right now as I've been battling two injuries basically for six months straight. So it's been extremely frustrating for me as a basketball player to try and get through these. And that's why I thought this would be a great topic to talk to our gatekeepers about so that we can help them get through it as we are doing it as well. Um, I do have Coach Connor and Coach Aaron with me today. Thank you for joining us again. Um, So what we're going to do, you guys, is why don't we have, I'll go last, but we're just going to talk about personal injuries that we've had in the past and things that we could have learned from and done better and things that um, we actually really struggle with and wish we would have done differently. Um, So Aaron, do you want to start on injuries maybe within um, your basketball career or your running career? Yeah. Well, so I've been pretty fortunate to not have any huge injuries, but one thing that comes to mind that's not necessarily an injury, but I did have mono for the end of my cross-country season my junior year it was a big reason why i didn't get to go to the state meet that year and i was pretty upset with that but then kind of progressed right into basketball like because basketball started right after cross-country so i kind of had to deal with that right away right when the basketball season started and it was something that i didn't really know how to deal with especially because i had never had to really recover from anything Mm -hmm. um and i think the biggest thing that i probably would have done differently is I would have probably waited a little bit longer to recover. I assume that a lot of people that have had to deal with injuries have done this before too and they they get too antsy with it and it's and and it's super hard to just go from being able to play and do whatever you want to being held out of doing something you love. But it is it can actually definitely set you back further when you don't wait long enough. I think personally that that is the biggest issue with injuries is being so antsy to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you actually make yourself worse by doing that. I'll give a sneak peek into what I was going to talk about. One of my injuries is my back. This Sunday, I went to Craig Open Gym. I haven't been able to play anyone all summer, basically. So I was super eager to go show everyone my game. And of course, the next Monday morning, my back was in lockup. I literally couldn't bend over to put my shorts on. So it's a great example. That's probably the first problem is that it's such a small blink in time in the big picture, but in the moment you're like, I'm wasting time right now. I, I could be getting better, but I'm actually just sitting here doing nothing, mm-hmm. but it's actually getting you closer where you want to be, yeah. which is hard for people to understand. Yeah. And that I, I know that too, because I've always had really terrible ankles. I sprain my ankle every pretty, pretty frequently. But, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of that is because when I was growing up, like there was a couple of times in high school where I, you know, would tweak my ankle or I'd hurt my ankle pretty bad and I, I I wouldn't wait because I would just, you know, I would just tape it up and then go keep playing or I would just fight through it or whatever. In reality, I think that actually made me have weaker ankles like still to this day. And I still think that if I would have like maybe tried to give myself some time to recover that I wouldn't have to deal with that so much now. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, Connor, did you want to give us a little backstory on some of your injuries? And I know you've talked about... Um your injury side before, which I think is really important for everyone to hear. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what uh, what episode was it. I talked about my elbow a little bit. Adversity? Something Maybe adversity. something like that. I don't know. It was a couple episodes ago. But, um, yeah, my 
eighth grade summer going into freshman year. And it was earlier than that, actually. But I had an elbow problem because of uh, baseball pitching. And I had to have surgery on that, just to give a little recap again. But that was a major injury. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. But now that I look back at it, it was like I took it for granted and didn't think much of it. My high school sophomore year going into junior year, I had a... It was during the summer. I was just working out, practicing, whatever, baseball, basketball, and football. One day, I thought it was just muscular. And in my back, I was like, Dad, my back hurts. (laughs) And he was like, "Ah, you're fine. It's just muscle. You probably pulled something. So I took a couple-day break, came back, same thing. And progressively over the summer, it just got worse and worse. And to the point where I was in a baseball game. And I couldn't swing the bat. I literally had to bunt because I couldn't swing. I put down the bunt and I tried to run to first base and I was literally speed walking because I couldn't <laughs> do anything. And I literally, like I was in almost tears because it hurt so bad. So luckily my dad, he's an MRI tech, so he could get me in right away. Uh, next thing you know, I got an MRI and doctor goes, yep, you got a stress fracture in one of your lumbar spine. So... That sucked. I was out for 16 weeks with a brace over my waist, pretty much. This was during school, too. So pretty much I was sitting straight up, posture straight up for 16 hours of the day. And then I would take it off for when I would go to sleep. But yeah, I was out for close to four months. So what was your mindset like when you're out for four months and literally couldn't do anything? Especially Uh, during school. It was... Especially because I was out the whole football season, and this is when I just gave up football because if I got this again, then I'd be done for all my sports. But during the football season, I would just sit on the sideline, and I was just watching them, helping like coaches, helping players. But like I was so eager, to, just so antsy to get back, get back. And like I think it was my – I was on week 14 – And I was like, all right, I'll do a little practice or something like that with, um, it wasn't football, but basketball was starting there. Felt a tweak, a little tweak in my back. And I was like, oh my God, like I was seriously about to break down and cry because I thought this was just going to happen again. But luckily I was good to go, but just coming back from that week and a half, I think it's been a lifetime thing for my back now, like. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and be like, oh, my God, my back is miserable right now. The, my, my mindset during it is like, it sucks just because you want to play. And you only got four years in high school. And especially now, it's a lot different because I don't play sports and I'm in college. So, I think one thing you talked about, Connor, that was really, really good is that when you came back with your two weeks early after a 16-week um, recovery, Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, to you, it looks like you, you're you basically there, right? Aaron's talked about this plenty of times in the podcast, is like the light at the end of the tunnel almost make you, makes you weaker a little bit. Like you, you're telling yourself you're basically there when you're not. And you could have definitely um, risked being out for basketball on, at that point when you tried to practice. So I think, again, for you, and this is going to be basically with anyone talking about overcoming injuries, is that you have to get outside of the moment you're in. Yes, we talk about being in the present all the time, which is extremely important, but it's also very important to get out of the present moment and look at the big picture, right? Because one one or two more weeks of a 16-week recovery process 
is nothing. And that's what you're trying to shave off right now, which um, is, I think, the biggest problem for everyone. We just got to step outside of the frame of mind that we're in right now and think about the big picture. And that's it's that's why it's so important to really like focus and actually make sure you stay on the grind with your like recovery program or whatever you need to do. Not doing enough recovery can be a problem. So can over trying to overdo it and try to do like too much therapy and stuff like that. You know, you need to have balance with it. Otherwise you can, you know, you can re-injure yourself or things like that. People try to do to recover too fast, if that makes sense. 100%. And, um, that was a, that was a great point, Aaron. So basically the last six months, gatekeepers. So the first like six months of the year, say the first semester, if you were in college or first two quarters, if you're in high school, um, I was balling. I was, I would say I was in my prime. It was the best I've ever played. And then, um, one day we were playing pickup and I sprained my ankle severely. And I think I was out for two months. Basically the mindset for me, injuries is probably the hardest thing for me personally to go through. Cause I'm always constantly wanting to work on something or, um, to be in that grind zone or state for me mentally, what I'm, when I'm in the moment and I'm injured, I'm thinking about all these people that are outworking me because I'm injured, right? That's that's kind of my mindset and that I'm thinking, I'm not getting better right now. What am I doing wrong? Those are the types of thoughts that I have. And even right now, because I'm still overcoming an injury, what I'm trying to help you guys with and myself is that we just have to step outside of that frame of mind when we're thinking that everyone is outworking us. Because you're in the state of where you have to get over your injury to get back to where you were. A great way to put it is a quote I was doing um, talking today with my kids is regression equals progression, right? Getting worse before it gets better. Um, injuries are great opportunities to work on the mental side of the game, which is something that I've been trying to work on as well is when you're doing your physical therapy, you obviously have a lot more time because you're not working out. Um, you're not getting your shots up, right? So that's the time to spend on the mental part of the game, which is something that I encourage all of you to do if you're over trying to overcome an injury because Bob Knight used to say all the time, mental is to physical as four is to one, right? So we, none of us spend enough time trying to work on the mental part of our brain. And I think that's super important. And that's the type of opportunity that injuries actually give us when we are going through those setbacks. There's an opposite side of the spectrum because you don't want to use this injury as like an excuse to do nothing or like you don't want to start feeling sorry for yourself and thinking, well, there's nothing I can do, right? Because there's, it's not just, it's not just, you're screwed, right? There's other options. There's always things you can work on other than in the area you're injured, if that makes sense. 100%. And so I was going through my ankle injury. I think I got back um, after about two months and I started playing again, but I was definitely, I was definitely not the same. Um, I was extremely, well, the most athletic for me personally that I've been before my ankle injury. And I still, to this day, haven't got back to where I was before that ankle injury which is extremely frustrating. But that's what I'm trying to say is um, it's all about how you look at things. Like today I was telling Claudia Jenny, she would kept screaming how she can't make a layup, right? Um, and we started talking about perception. And I've said before on this podcast, perception is reality. That's why we got to go listen to all the episodes. But I asked her if me and Coach Aaron say we watched Outer Banks, right? Coach Aaron, he loves Outer Banks, all right? He thinks Sarah Cameron's really cute. Um, and me personally, though, I hate Outer, Outer Banks, okay? So when I'm watching this show, obviously, if my perception is that I hate it, I'm looking for all the things wrong with it. And then Coach Aaron is looking for all the things right with it. It's the same thing goes for when we're injured, right? So 
like my frame of mind with my ankle injury is that I was like, I'm never going to have the same bounce I had. I'm never going to have the same first step I've had. Those were the type of thoughts running through my mind. But in reality, what I could have been looking at in terms of my perception is how much more of a mental game I'm going to have than everyone. Um, things of example that I've been doing a lot with my injuries is learning how to control, use my breath to control my heart rate, right? This is something Steph Curry uses is that he can get to a state of rest like within 30 seconds when he's running around. That's why you see Steph Curry, he's constantly moving because he knows how to control his breath to actually take over his conditioning in the first place. That's an example of how I've been focusing on the mental side of the game with my injury. Another example is um, diving deeper into meditation and visualization. We've gone over it in surface area, but there's tons of more things in detail that you can do to become a better visualizer because our brain cannot tell the difference between something you visualize and something that's really happening. So I can actually make myself perform better visualizing myself doing good prior to the event I'm doing. So like before I normally play now, when I do play, I'll sit there for five minutes and just think about me making every single bucket. And I actually credit that to my ability to get so hot is because I've already gone through it in my brain prior to that workout. So I went through that two-month ankle injury. So now I'm trying to flip my frame of mind from worrying about how I'm never going to be the same athletic player that I was to worrying about what I can control now. And then after I had my ankle injury, of course, I was golfing. I hit the ground too hard. I injured my wrist, my right wrist. So I was out for about two weeks. I couldn't shoot a basketball because my right wrist was injured because of playing golf, right? So that was extremely frustrating for me because I didn't even injure myself while playing basketball. But same type of thing. You got to look at big picture. Everything happens for a reason. There's always a positive um, outcome that you can take from any given situation. Okay. And now you get to about... so. I would say I had about like one to two months where I had a good spurt of playing without getting injured. And I'm normally not a person to get injured, so this is all new to me, and that's why I thought it was a great topic to um, talk to our students about. But now I've had this um, this back injury, and this back injury has been a huge roller coaster for me because obviously Coach Connor's talked, he's had back problems, and then my other buddy Blake has also had back problems. Um, and having a stress fracture in your back is extremely scary because a four-month uh, recovery process is not very um, intriguing to me, right? But, so I've been dealing with this back injury now, and so I've had extreme tightness in my back lately. And so um, I tried playing through it because me being myself saying that pain doesn't exist obviously wasn't the right choice, okay? And this is an example, I'm setting myself back farther to try to recover too early, which is the advice we're trying to give to you right now to not do that. And then I became scared that it was a stress fracture. So then I started doing absolutely nothing for like one to two weeks. I was able to go to the doctor and they confirmed that it was not a stress fracture. So I then realized for those one to two weeks that I could have been doing physical therapy to actually make my injury better. Because what, what happened is my pelvis is out of place. So it's making my left leg longer than my right leg, which is causing the back tightness. How I fix the injury is actual, actually physical therapy to get my pelvis back in place. But so what I'm taking away from this back injury is that you should figure out what the injury is as soon as you possibly can. Because I went from it not being a stress fracture to thinking it was a stress fracture not to a stress fracture again. I could be done with this injury by now if I didn't try to recover too soon and if I knew what it was before I was just trying to guess, right? Because that way you know how to attack the injury and get back to where you were. Mm -hmm. But as Aaron said earlier, doesn't mean you rush it, right? It's just being smart about what you have. 
you got to focus on the things that you can control. There's a lot of things about injuries that you can't control. I mean, there's preventative measures and things like that. A lot of our TikToks, we have like our bedroom basketball. There's a lot of preventative stuff Mm -hmm. for injuries. But um, a lot of injuries like are you can't do anything about them. But there are things that you can control, such as like getting on top of it right away, sticking to your recovery, um, not trying to go too hard right away, things like that. There's a lot of things that you can control about the injuries to make them not as bad as they could be. It's really just us getting in our own way, basically, mm-hmm. our own head, right? We have this recovery plan. We think we're ready to go. We stop doing the recovery plan. Then we're back to square one, mm-hmm. right? We just got to get out of our own way and just trust that whatever we're being told will fix this, we'll fix it, basically. Yeah. And then another thing, too, I know I've been getting off topic, but <coughs> I was talking about regression equals progression. So obviously, if we're injured in our frame of mind, we're getting worse, right? But to get back to where we were in the first place, okay, we actually have to get worse before we get better. So that's why this injury, say I'm working on my mental side of my game, I'm actually getting closer to my end goal as a basketball player, like the best basketball player that I can be from this injury. So we're actually regressing, but we're progressing in the long run. And that's a perfect example of getting outside of your present moment right now and thinking about the big picture, right? The timeline of your life. And that's how you're actually moving forward. But in the present moment, you're moving backwards through your thoughts. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add to our students about overcoming injuries or the best advice? Yes. So if you are like going through an injury, one thing that's you should definitely think about is practicing gratitude while you're injured. Because, you know, a lot of times, and I was guilty of this too, and I got suspended for a couple games before that, I took like all those games for granted and then having something like this being suspended or having an injury they may it makes you realize like what you're missing out on if you if you don't have these opportunities if that makes sense so it's important to like be grateful for what you have because it's not always guaranteed 100 percent, right and then once you have that gratitude when you're injured you're thinking about how bad you want to go back to the way it was then appreciate it once it is back to the way it was right Mm -hmm. it's a good um analogy that I heard for gratitude is like a sore throat, right? When you have a sore throat and it's hard to swallow and it's hard to talk and talk and things of that nature, there's nothing you want more than for it to be normal again, right? Um, and right now I'm talking and my throat's fine, right? So I got to appreciate and be grateful for um, not having a sore throat because it will come again in my life when I have a sore throat, I'm going to be thinking the exact same thing. So I th- think that's a fantastic point by you, Aaron. Um, what, just to go back on what Jack just said, um, like you want to go back so bad, but you know, you shouldn't because you're injured. Just think about it this way. If you get hurt in the summer and you got basketball coming up in what, six months, something like that, Mm -hmm. five, six months, and you try to play in open gyms and you try to practice in the summer with your teammates and your coaches, obviously you want to, but the more you rely and the more you lag off this injury, the longer your duration of your injury is Mm -hmm. and you can start missing the actual basketball season that actually counts and actually matters. Yep. That's, I think, and I'm learning more and more by talking about this podcast, but just getting out of your own way. It's you're, you're looking at this big, huge problem, but it's actually yourself that's making the problem in the first place. So I think the biggest thing for you gatekeepers is to just step out of your own frame of mind, Um, look at the big picture, know that regressing is actually progressing in the long run and to 
look at things that you can do right now, not the things that you can't do, right? Because obviously all we think about when we're injured is, oh, I could be playing basketball right now. I could be at the athletic club playing open gyms. Um, I could be at Craig playing open gyms. But by not looking at the things we can't do and looking at things we can do, like learning how to meditate, control your breathing, the mental side of the game that's actually way more important than the physical than people realize, um, I think that's the key to overcoming injuries. Is there any more last statements that you guys want to give on how to overcome injuries? One last thing I'll say is when I'm when when talking about like preventing injuries, there's we always talk about how we want you to always be thinking about someone that's outworking you, but that doesn't necessarily mean to overtrain yourself. We've talked about overtraining here too, and that's like the number one way to get injured is if you overtrain yourself. Mm-hmm. And while you know working hard and training is a super important thing, recovery is arguably just as important. I totally agree with that. And that's why it's, we obviously can't answer what the point of overtraining is and what the point of undertraining is. You have to learn that by your own experiment, right? So if you say you do get a stress fracture in your back, that's obviously from overtraining. So however you were training, you should learn from that mistake and know not to do that again. And then obviously if you see other people, say other people are getting better faster than you, then you might be in the state of undertraining, right? The only way you can find the state of balance that we talk about so much is if you actually do it yourself because everybody's unique, everybody's different. So there's not gonna be one specific thing that works for everyone. Like Kobe's a great example. If you did Kobe's schedule, majority of you would have a stress fracture in your shins, your back, your elbows, every possible body body part that you have, right? But we're not all Kobe. Kobe was one of a kind. His body was able to take four four hours of sleep and work out six hours a day. And it took me so long to understand that we're not all Kobe. Um, So I think that's a great point, Aaron. Yeah, it just goes back to like overtraining is both my back and elbow, my two biggest injuries of my life have been because of overtraining. And I continue to overtrain throughout the summer and it just gets worse and worse. And my duration of my injury keeps getting longer. So it's something that people overlook is overtraining because overtraining can be not just stressful in your life, but it also takes a toll on your body and can make you have these bad injuries. 100%. And it's the same thing, like experimentation. Like don't hear us talk about overtraining and then stop working as hard as you were You were originally because you think that you're overtraining only until you actually see some actual results saying from overtraining so injuries or um lack of explosion things of that nature then you can start to actually consider if you're in that stage but you're the only one that can assess that so i i i think that's extremely important to um reiterate do you guys want to do speed round awesome uh all right let me think of a question to give you guys okay Um, I got a good question. What do you guys think of the NBA champions? The Bucks, you mean? <laughs> Connor wasn't a believer. We have it on film. He said the Nets were going to beat the Bucks. Yeah, what was I your, said? You're, you had a horrible take in the Western Conference, though. Okay, I said the Mavericks and the Blazers were going to meet in the Western Conference. <laughs> did I say Bucks Suns? No, you said Bucks Lakers, and I don't take away my say, take. He had a great take, and he said the Suns will beat. The, the Lakers. Lakers I said that. Round. So I did have a good take in that. Um, but I did predict Bucks as champion. Connor did not. Uh, Aaron, Aaron did predict them. What as was champion. your question again, I guess? What's your thoughts about the champions? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's freaking cool to see Giannis just this 50 bomb. Yeah. 
50 bomb. What was your favorite? I'll, I'll ask this. What was your favorite part about them winning the ship? Definitely just all the stuff about Giannis and how after the, the day after they won the finals, dude, I couldn't sleep that night. Actually, <laughs> I got like three hours of sleep and I was in Minnesota for our tournament. But like, I think the best part of it was when he got drafted by the Bucks and he was what, like 180 pounds and they showed him that body yep. and his body and that video of like, what does he want to be? And he's like the best player ever. And That's like, awesome. if you really think about it, if Giannis gets, he's accomplished every single thing he possibly can. Yeah. He's so, just got to do it over. He's just got to do it over. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite part about the bucks winning, like other than, you know, I've been a bucks fan my whole life, but the coolest thing was that it wasn't like one of those teams that just got put together and built to make a championship. Like it, these guys were all like, like you could tell, like when watching like the post game interviews and like all like the videos of them winning after that, this was like a real basketball team. Like they like, were all like best buddies. Like they all like loved enjoy or like enjoyed their time together and stuff. Like the one, the interview with uh, Pat and Bobby that, so Oh my gosh. Like I thought that was, I thought that was perfect. Like yeah, exactly. that literally just embodied like how, like they all just had fun together and they all like, it was, that was like a real team. You know what I mean? 100%. Well, one thing I thought that was super cool is <laughs> like it was during the playoffs, but, in back in like 2012, 2013, Chris Middleton and Giannis were fighting each other for minutes. They hated each other. Really? Like, yeah. That, I didn't know that. There was like a report came out that like those two were fighting for minutes for like the ninth, tenth man, and they hated each other in practice. Like they would get in fights. And now That's they're crazy. best friends. And like Giannis said, the day Chris Middleton retires is the day, like it'll be the hardest day of my life. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you guys got any questions for us? I got one. Uh, your thoughts about the Packers and your prediction for the record, their record this year, upcoming year? Uh, Nineteen and zero Super Bowl champions. That's <laughs> <laughs> bold. Okay, I won't say nineteen and zero, but we're going fourteen and two. They will go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they'll play one more. Are they gonna go fifteen. They're playing seventeen. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Fifteen and two. Super Bowl champs. Super Bowl champs. Wow. Does it's Rogers the last stay? dance. If they win the ship and they go 15-2, Rodgers stays. I didn't even think Rodgers was going to stay this year, but he is. I think he's going to now, right? He is going to. After that, pre what do you think after that press conference? You I still need, hate Rodgers? I didn't even watch it. No, the media definitely blew it out of proportion. I knew he was going to do this, though. He was going to just sit back, watch it all happen, <laughs> say nothing, and then at the very end, he's going to come back and say, well, I didn't say anything. I... No, he Wait, just he basically said... No. That he wanted more involvement on who's on the team, which rightfully so, and they basically denied him. Yeah, I think he. I love Aaron Rodgers. I just think he's kind of soft. I don't know. He's kind of a drama. He is. he is a little bit of a drama queen, but he's right. still the greatest player I've ever watched. All right, I think they're gonna go uh, thirteen and four. That's a good prediction. Playoff prediction. And. They'll lose in the NFC Championship. <laughs> oh I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm gonna. Win. I say they win the Super Bowl if Rodgers is gonna play and he plays good. I think, I think it would be honestly so cool if he won in the he last dance. Yeah, we're gonna. I think we win. I think we win too. Who do you Who do you think is gonna be the best player out of this year's NBA draft? Mm, good question. Jalen Green, hands down. 
I don't know enough about this draft class to answer this question. You got Cade Cunningham. He was number one. Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. I think Jalen Green. Kuminga. Oh, this is an easy answer for me. Davion Mitchell. Great take. I love that guy, dude. He's he can so do everything. Good. He's going to be good right when he hey, walks He's one in. of the best defensive players i ever watched. I bet you he'll win Rookie of the Year. Davion Mitchell wouldn't We'll go back end. to this podcast in 12 and months. You will say I am a genius. pick was he, like, nine, nine, I think. Same as Donovan Mitchell. It's the same exact scenario as Donovan Mitchell. People were saying he was a really, really good player. He was just, they didn't think he had as much potential as everyone else. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. All right. Thank you so much for listening, Gatekeepers. Again, remember to listen to all our previous podcasts. Leave us reviews on um, Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify and other listening platforms. And we also encourage you to check out our website. We have all of our drills on there and our social media at CTG Hoops. And then, of course, we have our CTG store with our new productivity notebook, our merchandise, and then a bunch of DVD downloads that can help you become the best basketball player that you can be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned a lot on how to overcome injuries. This is Coach Connor, Coach Aaron, and Coach Ack. We out, baby. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Off the Court. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave reviews if you haven't yet. This helps us with engagement and helps us rank higher to make an influence on more basketball lives. I also strongly encourage you guys to check out our free ebook download that's 25 pages long, How to Unlock the Mental Side of the Game. I was a player that was constantly grinding and constantly working, and it was really hard for me not to see results from the amount of work I was putting in. But this ebook that I wrote dives exactly into those types of questions. I was completely ignoring the most important part of basketball, which is the mental side of the game. So the 25-page ebook that I wrote is for you guys to give yourselves a leg up on your competition and almost like a secret weapon. I call it the basketball cheat code. Also check out our website, ctghoops.com. On there, we got tons of programs that you guys can download to make yourselves a better basketball player. We have the CTG Productivity Notebook, helping you guys become addicted to productivity. Of course, in-person training, We are located now in multiple cities. And then we have the CTG blog, free education on becoming your best basketball self. Lastly, follow all our social media pages at CTG Hoops, where we post multiple times a day, trying to make you the best player and person that you can be. All the links for these are down in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out all the other episodes of Off the Court and make sure you're ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace.